This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Your grandma sounds like a really awesome lady. One more piece of advice, if I could throw it at you. Create some memories with grandma and your kids, and you could use that money while she's still with you. Those memories with grandma will be more precious than any of the money that she gives you. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three things. First, we'll be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about using an inheritance or gift from parents or grandparents to invest for your kids. Second, we are back with our Be the Change segment. Today, we're going to be featuring Charity Navigator. This is the world's largest and most utilized independent nonprofit evaluator. So if you're out there looking to donate this holiday season, this is a great tool for you to check out. Michael Thatcher, who is their president and CEO, he's going to join me. And we're going to talk about how we can give intelligently this holiday season. And last but not least, we are back with another money quiz. My daughter Zoe is going to be reading the review of the month, and I'll be testing her financial know-how. All right, let's jump into today's show. I received a question from Brian on email, and here it is. Hi again, Andy. I have a question regarding a gift that I received from my grandmother. I really liked your story about your mother-in-law's $30,000 inheritance and setting it aside for future back-to-school shopping, keeping her memory alive. I was thinking about opening accounts with Vanguard to start investment portfolios for each of my three kids. Would it make more sense to open an IRA for their future retirements or just a brokerage account that they can each have as a nest egg. My kids are 13, 11, and 6. My hope was to start an account now so when they start working and earning, they can invest in their own accounts. Thank you, Andy. Brian, thank you very much for reaching out and asking this question. I I really like it. It's one of my favorite topics. It sounds like your grandma is an incredibly kind and generous woman. It's such a cool legacy that she's leaving to you and your kids. I think that's really great. For those that don't know about our situation that Brian mentioned with the inheritance, I thought I'd share that story first, Brian, just to give a little background. And that's actually going to influence a lot of my answer to your question. So everybody, not Brian included... In 2019, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with stage four cancer. She was in her early 70s. So this was pretty unexpected. And it was quite devastating for all of us because Hana was a big part of our lives. She was the kind of person that brought the entire family together. She uh, came from a Chaldean background, which is Iraqi Catholics. And a big part of her Joy was getting her family together for a big dinner, all of her family, our family, and loads of cousins. (laughs) This wasn't something I had as a kid, having lots of cousins and aunts and uncles around. My parents were originally from Florida, and 
now a lot of families all around the country. So to have a spot where all the aunts and uncles and cousins are for my kids to grow up was a real special thing. And I really cherish that Hanad did that for us. She also just loved being a grandma and, and spending time with our kids. One of her favorite things to do was to give generous gifts. This was one way that she expressed her love. When it was back to school time, she wanted to be the one to take our kids clothes shopping. So they had nice outfits for their first day. So they weren't cold. So they didn't get frostbite. (laughs) That made her feel really happy. Unfortunately, just a few short months after her diagnosis with cancer, she passed away. And our, uh, our whole family was crushed, man. Hana was a big part of our lives and it honestly hasn't been the same without her for the past couple of years. So to keep her memory alive, Nicole and I decided to use the $30,000 of inheritance money that she left us and invest it. That way we could use the dividends to support things that Hana loved. So in the fall, we use the dividends from our investments to pay for back to school shopping. So in the fall, we use the dividends to pay for back-to-school shopping for our kids. And in the wintertime, we like to pay for a big family dinner so we could get everybody together, just like Hana did, and uh, create that fun family moment. I'm sharing this with you guys. We just had a rough week here in Michigan. A school, maybe 20, 20 miles from our house, had a school shooting. And they subsequently closed the schools around here after four kids died and it's been a rough week. (laughs) Anyway. Um, yeah. So we do the back to school shopping in the fall and we do a great family dinner in the winter time. And by doing this, honestly, we feel like we're honoring her legacy of family generosity and love. And uh, it's more and more important for us to have those things right now during everything that's been going on with the pandemic and these school shootings. So anyway, I'm going to try to get it to going here. <laughs> so Brian, to answer your question, you probably want to know and, and, and the listeners as well, how did you invest the money going forward? So for starters, as I like to mention quite a bit, this is not advice on how you should do it, everybody, because past results don't predict future results and all that red tape stuff. <laughs> Aside from that, here is what we did. And and Brian, again, this I believe this process going through this might help answer your question as well. So number one, understand the impact of gift, estate, and inheritance taxes. In our state of Michigan, there were no estate and inheritance taxes that we had to deal with, with uh, Hana's gift. It's actually a perk of living in this great state, which is nice. But surprisingly, this, this is common around most of the country. According to AARP, there are only 11 states that have an estate tax, which is Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington. I guess Washington, D.C. does as well. So if you don't live in one of these states, it sounds like you're golden. If you do, meet with an estate tax professional to help you better understand your situation because I'm not one of those. It could be complicated depending on 
the size of everything and how it all goes. In your case, Brian, if your grandma wants to give cash gifts while she's still alive, which it sounds like that's the case, a tax-free giving method to consider is the annual gift tax exclusion. So in 2021, the exclusion limit is $15,000 per person. And in 2022, it goes up to $16,000. So if grandma wants to give more than 15,000, consider having her give in increments of 15K to you, maybe your spouse, and maybe each of the kids to avoid any of these tax issues. If it's above and beyond that, that's a, a different topic that we can talk about. But I think based on what you're hitting at with, uh, with our situation for the 30K, it sounds like you guys are probably around that ballpark. Number two, pick a low-cost brokerage partner. Brian, you mentioned Vanguard. We went with Vanguard as well for our investment partner because we'd been working with them for all of our investment accounts already. I knew the interface really well, and I understood how the process works, and I know how to keep it simple with Vanguard because they make it easy. If you don't already have a brokerage partner, for those of you listening... Consider Vanguard. They're great. Uh, They're not a sponsor of the show, but hey, man, if they ever want to, I talk about them all the time. Bring it on. But outside of Vanguard, Fidelity's fantastic. Schwab's fantastic. Or M1 Finance, who we recently had on the show. Also a great option. If you already have a brokerage partner that falls into these four areas, just work with them. You don't need to switch. Just keep it simple. These are four brokerage partners that are keeping the process simple, keeping the costs low, and their apps are all very intuitive. Even Vanguard, I've talked about Vanguard's app not being that great in the past. They made an update. It is pretty slick. Way to go, Vanguard. And definitely further ingrained me into their world. (laughs) Now, Brian, if you want some support with the entire process, I'd suggest meeting with a fee-only financial planner that is a sworn fiduciary. A great resource that I've mentioned on the show in the past is XY Planning Network. It's a network of fee-only CFPs that I highly recommend. A good amount of those CFPs I've actually had on the show as guests to help me answer questions as a uh, testament to my interest in their network. Number three, decide how you want to invest the money. We decided to invest the money in a taxable brokerage account in Nicole's name. It came from her mom, so that made sense. And that way we could have control of it. Also, we could use the money for the purposes I already mentioned. To create some semi-consistent annual income with this investment, we decided to invest in Vanguard's High Dividend Yield Index Fund with ticker symbol VHYAX. They also have an ETF, depending on how you guys want to use it for lower-cost investments. This fund... An index fund, which I talk about on the show. You guys know my love for index funds. Keeps it simple. It invests in larger companies like Chase, Johnson & Johnson, and Home Depot. And it provides a nice dividend. These are high dividend yield companies. And our plan has worked over the past two years pretty well, actually. Not only has the dividend been able to provide us with around $300 to $500 per quarter, but the overall account balance has grown as well. The balance has grown from around 30K when we originally got it to around $40,000 in about two years. The market has been good to this Grandma Hana fund. In your situation, Brian, I'd suggest you think about your goals for the money. And this might take a little bit more time. It sounds like in your question, you were still figuring things out. Do you want them to get a leg up on retirement so time and compound interest can really 
do its magic? Well, I'd suggest a Roth IRA for that. But your kids need to have earned income in order to contribute to a Roth IRA. So if they don't have earned income, but you want to get them started with investing, check out a custodial brokerage account or a UTMA. It comes under a bunch of names. Kids brokerage account, custodial brokerage account, UTMA. They're pretty much all the same thing. Vanguard can help you with this as well. I have one for each of our kids with Vanguard. The accounts don't have much in there, but it helps me to have conversations with my kids about the importance of investing and the impact of investing over the long term and the impact it can have on their future. As far as what we're going to do with that money, I'm actually not sure right now, but I think I need to define that use. Otherwise, you kind of lose interest in investing. Same thing with, with saving. If there's no purpose for saving, you're like, what am I saving for? Same thing with investing. That's why I like defining what you're investing in. So we invest for retirement. We invest for college. We invest for maybe early retirement. But putting some definition around our investment buckets, I think, is really important. Same thing for our kids. So what do you think that you might want to invest for for your kids? Is it a home down payment, you know, as they approach their 20s or 30s? Because real estate's only going up. Or is it college? And if it's college, you might want to look into a 529 account. You might already have one of these, but this could be a good place to put some of that money because the cost of college isn't going down, Brian. (laughs) All right, number four, stay consistent with your investment decision. Whatever you choose to use this money for, I'd recommend sticking with it for the long term. Investing sees its major benefits when you let time and compound interest do their magic. So if your 13-year-old, Brian, does have earned income, and you want them to start investing for their retirement, get that Roth IRA opened, invest, and encourage your child that this is for retirement 50 years from now and nothing else. Same goes for the 529 college savings account. We're using this for college, and that's it. Invest with a purpose and stick to it. We're doing the same thing for our Grandma Hana money. That way, it's always there, and her awesome traditions live on. Number five, throw more wood on the fire. If you like the plans and traditions you've set up with your inherited or gifted investments, add more money to them if it becomes available. The more contributions you add, the larger your accounts can grow and help you achieve your goals faster. There was a point in time during the pandemic, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year. God, time is nothing now. It's crazy. There was a time during the pandemic last year when the market was doing really well. And we didn't need back to school clothes because our kids were just in their freaking pajamas because they weren't going to school. (laughs) So we took some of those dividends and we just reinvested them to grow the account further. Perhaps a portion of your kids' earnings in the future goes to these investment accounts as well, Brian. That way the accounts grow and their investment knowledge grows too. I'm sure that would make grandma really proud. Well, those are my ideas, Brian. I hope they help you as you decide how you want to use this money. And grandma, your grandma, sounds like a really awesome lady. One more piece of advice, if I could throw it at you. Create some memories with grandma and your kids, and you could use that money while she's still with you. Those memories with grandma will be more precious than any of the money that she gives you. That's how I feel about Hannah. We absolutely love the gift she left to us, but we loved her even more. 
enough for me everyone i'd love to hear from you what do you think of brian's question what do you think he should do with his money please contact me on social at andy hill mkm or join our thriving families facebook community at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community if you have any stories about inheritance or gifts from family i think this could be a good conversation i know i would love to hear from other people who have uh, gone through this and decided what to do with their money and maybe figured out a way to honor their their late family members i'd love to hear from you we'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work-optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. For our Be The Change segment this month, we are featuring Charity Navigator, the world's largest and most utilized independent nonprofit evaluator. I've invited the president and CEO of Charity Navigator, Michael Thatcher, on the show today. We're going to talk about giving intelligently and how the free access to Charity Navigator's tools can help with that process. Welcome to the show, Michael. Delighted to be here, Andy. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. So let's talk about giving intelligently. What does that mean to you and your organization? For me, first of all, 
it's a bit of a it's a bit of a juxtaposition, right? Because when you think about giving, it's my heart's been called out to go do something. Giving intelligently is basically keeping that and then doing a little bit more with it. And what I like to think about as an analogy is rather than giving, thinking about investing, right? There's a social problem that's really it's grabbed me by the heart. This this I want to do something about this. I have to do something about it. It affected someone close to me. I want, I want to fix this. That's the motivator. That's the fire that's driving you. At that point, ultimately, you're trying to solve something and you're investing in a, in a change of state. So that, to me, giving intelligently is about saying, all right, here's a problem. I want to go fix it. Now, who's the best nonprofit that's fixing that or addressing something about that problem? And what you'll find when you get into this is that you, it forces you to get more specific. So if we take something general like cancer, which affects thousands of people, there are a multitude of different cancers. What, and there are also different elements of cancer care, cancer prevention, research for new solutions around cancer. So what is it that resonates with you the most? And then go deep on that. Do you think by people diving deeper like this, it enhances the desire to give? I think it does because the closer you get something like this, the more you actually build a relationship with it, right? And then, you, and then you're watching that relationship change. So the, again, the idea of, no, I give $100 to something that I care about. I forget about it. I feel good for a little while. Next year, I'll probably give another $100 to the same thing versus maybe I give a little bit less, but I also get involved with the organization. I do some volunteering. I actually study the problem, learn about it. And, and again, I think this is where sort of websites like Charity Navigator can help you to actually figure out what's the marketplace, how are they doing what they do, and then how can I actually plug in and connect with them. Let's talk about some of the vulnerability that's out there for people just saying, hey, I'm going to give to this organization because somebody sent me an email and it looks fine. You talk about charity scams on your website. Talk to us about this and, and how things could go wrong if we give unintelligently. Sure. I think charity scams are, it's a shame because there are about 1.7 million charities in the United States, and that's including universities, nonprofit hospitals, churches, mosques, uh, synagogues, etc. And we run an advisory system that actually helps you find out when something may may have gone wrong or did go wrong based on actually confirmed attorney general information. That list has only got about 450 nonprofits listed on it right now. So if you do the math, you know, 450 to 1.7 million, it's a small percentage, but that small percentage really hurts. And where people get scammed is often not by real nonprofits or charities, it's by lookalikes, it's fake charities. So it's a name that sounds similar, it's spelled slightly differently. It could be something that's being run on a crowdfunding campaign that you actually don't know the person. So the challenge with crowdfunding campaigns and giving to individuals is that you're giving to an individual and they can do whatever they want with the money that you give them. Whereas if you give to a nonprofit, they have their, their limits as to what they can do with it. And in general, they're going to do what you ask them to do with it. The last thing I'll say on scams and you know, you, the scenario you gave is I got an email from a friend saying, please support this charity. They're important to me. Look them up on Charity Navigator. 
And if you want, and this is something, this is sort of a, a hidden secret on the Charity Navigator platform, but our giving basket, which actually helps you facilitate the transaction, it won't let you give to a fake charity, right? So if it's a scam charity or if it's the one thing, it also won't let you give to what are called a 501c4, which are more the lobbying type organizations where you won't get the tax break. There's a back end scan that actually protects folks that we don't really talk about it that much, but it's a great way to just make sure you're giving to something that's real. It's a great resource to go and check. Let's talk a little bit about Charity Navigator right now, how we help with this scam problem, but also how Charity Navigator helps you to dive deeper into an organization and understand how they utilize the money. That's one of my favorite features. Could you talk about that a little bit? Sure. And, and actually, we're in a really interesting phase right now where we're, we're, we're evolving our rating system to go from you know, the last 20 years. It's really just been looking at financial measures and capacity metrics as well as different accountability and transparency elements to now really try to look at the total impact of an organization. So, and and again, think about investments, right? When you invest, you want to invest in a strong company. You want to invest in a company that's going to be around for a couple of years. You want to be able to trust them and you actually want to know that their product is, is good or if it's a service that it's making a difference. And so what we're trying to capture with the Encompass rating system is kind of broken it up into four quadrants. You have impact and results that are achieved by the organization. You have finance and accountability. So we're still giving you a nice snapshot of their finances. We then look at their leadership and the adaptability processes. And then finally, culture and community, where we're getting into areas like how do they listen to their constituents and adapt and modify their programs accordingly. There's a lot of people out there that uh, choose to tithe and give to their church as a way to give back. And obviously, that's a, a fantastic thing that's been going on for thousands of years. Can somebody use Charity Navigator to, I guess, look how their church gives or how do they utilize the service for something like that? Or is that an expanded topic that we should t- focus on another time? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's a great question. It's actually a transparency question. So Charity Navigator Our origin and the bulk of where we receive information for conducting ratings comes from the IRS. As a charity, your books are open, right? They're public information. And so that allows us to to look at the financials. If you're a house of worship, you don't have to reveal your finances. You have churches and synagogues and other houses of worship that choose to submit the IRS form 990 and actually they want to be transparent to their followers. And then you have many that it's just an added cost and why bother? That's not, you know, we're not, we're not looking for, for that. And so it's, that creates some interesting, it creates some interesting tension points. For example, you have the, the Salvation Army is a church and they're not, they're currently not filing a 990. So, but they're also very active and very busy. You know, they, they do a lot in the world. We don't have a rating on the Salvation Army at this point because of the religious status of the organization. 
I think transparency, as I do on this show quite a bit, even with our personal financial situation, I think is very helpful for people in making informed decisions. The church that I attend locally here is very transparent about their finances. They create a booklet for all of us to see how they utilize the money, which is something that I really appreciate. So I think it's a good conversation to have today. Can you share some positive results from your organization? You know, you guys have been doing this for quite a while. You're all about transparency. You're all about helping people give intelligently. Can you talk about some positive results from your organization as of late? Sure. And I think one, one of the things that attracted me to Charity Navigator is this whole idea of democratizing philanthropy. So you don't need $5 million, you need $5 perhaps, right? In between, and, and anything in between five, you know, $5 million and $5, we are here to help individuals find good nonprofits to, to make donations to. And in that, uh, you know, we're right now, what we've scaled our ratings. We were two years ago, we rated 9,000 organizations. Today, we rate over 185,000 nonprofits. So that's, there's been a step change in, in the number of organizations we're rating, as well as we've brought in these other aspects of impact and results and leadership and adaptability. That's not quite at the same numbers, but it's for the first time in our in our history we actually have a rating on impact for over about a, about fifteen hundred nonprofits today. So that's kind of in terms of our what we're making available and, and increasing the choice and information for the donors. I think the other element that has been really helpful, and I mentioned this before, is the giving basket. So our giving basket, we launched it less than five years ago. It's had about $132 million go through it from 216,000 donors to over 43,000 charities. So again, you know, they're not huge donations because it's only adding up to $132 million, but that's a lot of donors that are actually having access to tools and they're able to do the giving and we do the reporting for them. So these are some of the things that we're we're excited about we're excited about sort of the progress we've been making in in rating more and rating better. I love that. I love that. So you guys have been at this for a while. Where do you see the organization going over the next 5 years? What are your hopes and dreams for Charity Navigator? We've just been through some strategic planning and we've set this moonshot goal of guiding a trillion dollars of giving. And Ultimately, we're looking to make impactful philanthropy easier or, or giving easier for absolutely everyone. And so what we're hoping is social change will be more effective, you know, let's say five, 10 years from now, the dollars that go into the sector actually lead to results that are making the world a better place. And that's why we're doing it. <laughs> I love that. There's no better mission than taking your time, your dollars, your investment to be the change you want to see in the world. That's why I created this segment and I'm so happy to speak with you today. If somebody's listening right now and they want to support your organization, because you guys are also a 501c3, is that correct? 100%. We are a charity and live off of the individual donations. About 80% of our revenue comes from donations of roughly about $75. And so that's, that's kind of where, that's how we make our money. So yes, we, we would love support. Let's be transparent then. So you said 80% comes from donation. Where does the other 20% come from? Or how does that work? The remainder would come, we have institutional givers, so foundations so that are supporting us. And we also have our board that supports us. And then we have a small amount of revenue coming from data sales. Statistics and sharing the information out there. Okay, got it. 
Very cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if somebody's listening right now and they want to support your mission of helping to create intelligent giving around the globe, where should they go and what should they do? Sure. I think the, the simplest is just go to charitynavigator.org. And if you look in the top right-hand corner of the screen, you'll see a donate button. Follow the instructions from there. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram. It's at charitynav. On Facebook, it's at Charity Navigator. And then finally, LinkedIn and YouTube, just search on Charity Navigator and you have different ways of finding us and getting the information you need. I love that. I am a follower of these social media platforms. I have used Charity Navigator well, probably for at least the last three to four years as I'm investigating how I want to intelligently give and how my dollars can have the most impact. So we're in a season of giving right now, everybody. If you feel moved by this conversation, not only use this tool to do some intelligent giving, but also give back to Charity Navigator and the mission that they're on. I would appreciate it personally. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Andy, thank you. And uh, happy giving season, everyone. quick reminder everybody the show is for entertainment purposes only be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation to keep this show running and to help your buddy andy smile i'd like to ask you to do one quick favor to support this show please leave us a review in apple podcasts or give the show a shout out on social media tagging at andy hill mkm that's a-n-d-y-h-i-l-l-m-k-m on all social platforms, those reviews on Apple Podcasts and the shout outs help more people to find this show. So to encourage you to leave a review or a social shout out each month, we do a book giveaway. So we received two reviews and social shout outs since our last book giveaway offer. And this quarter, we're going to be giving away three different book options from past podcast guests. Playing with Fire by Scott Rickens, Dream of Legacy, Raising Strong and Financially Secure Black Kids by Anne Lise Wealth, and The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And to help me pick the winner this week, I've got my assistant Zoe Hill here with me once again. How you doing, Zoe Hill? Hi! How's it going, babe? Good. Crunching some popcorn? Yeah. We made some yesterday because you guys had a canceled day of school and we just said, hey, also popcorn time. That hot tub do yesterday. That's right. Hot tub. Actually, that's one of my questions in a little bit, so don't, <gasps> don't give it away. <gasps> Let's start with our game. You ready for a money quiz before we do review? Yeah. Cruncher? Okay. Let me explain the rules again for people who have never heard the money quiz. I'm going to give you three questions, and for every question you get correct, I'm going to give you a, a digital dollar. dollar in your Ally account. Sounds Sound good? Correct. Awesome. Uh, every piece of dollar is every piece of popcorn I have in your Yes. Room. Yes. Dollars can buy popcorn. Crunch, crunch, crunch. All right. Let's rock and roll. Question one. Yesterday... After Calvin got his vaccine, we decided to go get some ice cream at Coldstone. I got a milkshake. You got a milkshake. I, do, I don't like ice cream. Right. So when you got your milkshake in honor of Big Tip Tuesday, you gave the ice cream person 20 bucks. Why do you think it's important to give tips to people who are working in the service industry? Well, 
it's nice to give people tips because they're working real hard. And if they work real hard and don't get paid, well, they do get paid by the boss. But it's still nice to get um, some tips now and then. I agree. You know, some people have been working really hard, especially during the pandemic. Can you think about that? Like there was a scary virus out there and people were still going to work and serving us ice cream and food. Isn't that nice of them? Yeah. So I agree with you, Zoe. I think that's a correct answer. Number yeah. one. You're all good. You get a dollar in your account. Chicka, 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 boom, boom, boom. All right. Question number two. Yesterday, we got our new hot tub, as you alluded yes, at the beginning of the did. show. It got me thinking about how saving up your money for a long time can get you some cool things. Yeah, like mommy was talking, like, I think I've thought about getting a hot tub ever since we got married. Yep. For over 10 years. So it took us a long time to save for it. Now, if someone wanted to save their money for something cool like that, how could they get started, Zoe? Well, you guys have like separate jars. Like Mm -hmm. you used to have a hot tub jar until we got our hot tub two days ago. Right. And then you saved money in that hot tub jar until you had enough to buy the hot tub. That's right. So jars, when you're talking about the jars, are you talking about the ally buckets? Yeah. Yeah. It helps us to have those digital buckets because then we can separate what goes into each of them. And that way we don't get confused. Technology is good. Technology is good. Fintech for the rest of us. That's a correct answer, Zoe. Way to go. Another dollar in your account. Headphones users, I'm very sorry for this. (laughs) Question number three. This year... It's coming to an end. Yes, it is. And it's December, my favorite month. It is your favorite month. And it is Christmas, my favorite holiday. I love that. And it's snowing. It is my snowing. favorite. It is snowing right my, now, my, actually. It's oh. pretty cool. Yeah. So you've got $15 saved up in one of those ally buckets. Yes, I do. And it's labeled as giving, charitable yeah. giving. How do you want to give your money this year? Wildlife Foundation. Wildlife Foundation? World I Wildlife love Foundation? animals. Okay, tell me why. Because they're really cute. Yeah. I have a kitty kitty on our bed right now. Yeah. Bed so you like supporting animals and that makes you happy with your extra money? And they're really cute. And some animals are endangered and I want to pay money to help. That's beautiful, Zoe. I love that mission and I love your answer. That is another correct answer. And, yeah. and you are $3 richer and you're just cooler too. So, thank you. How much money do I have in my spend? In your spend? I think you got like 30 bucks in your spend bucket. No. Uh, last time we checked it was 40 40 and then it's a new month so which means i get oh that's right that's right new new money new money coming your way i love it good good days my friends hey let's do the review okay so again we got two reviews from two reviews and social shout outs for that matter i'm trying to conclude people who don't want to go on apple podcasts and anyway we got two so what do you say to our electronic friend alexa pick a number between one and two here's a number between one and two it's one. Excellent. Well, our one. first review comes in from CBE16, which is, sounds like a cool Star Wars name, and says, easy to listen and connect with. All right, here you go, Zoe. Fellow Michigander here and new listener. Love listening and taking in all the little tips to help stabilize my family's finances for the future and one day to have more freedom. Love listening to passive income and income diversification. Also, love bread and wine episodes. Keep them coming. 
Would love to hear more of your Dave Ramsey journey. Excellent. Well, thank you for that review, CBE16. And thank you, Zoe, for reading it. CBE16, we do not have your email. So if you could email me a screenshot of this review, I'd really appreciate it. You could send that to Andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. That way we can get you one of these books. I have the ASAP. Hiccups. And Zoe has the hiccups. Mm-hmm. And to your point on Dave Ramsey, CBE16, I actually had an episode with Nicole last week about our experience with the Dave Ramsey baby steps. That would be a good one for you to check out. And Everyone will be doing this yeah. again next month. So please month. leave a review. Give us a shout out. January, a new It's year. a new year, really. 2022. So Zoe, the Popcorn Cruncher will be here, but it's going to be new books this time. Take Back Your Time by Christy Wright. Debt Free or Die Trying by Marcus Garrett. And then Get Good With Money by Tiffany Alice. That's a nice name, isn't it? So please leave a review for us on Apple Podcast and take a screenshot of your review. And email me at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. Or if you don't have Apple Podcasts, like a lot of people don't, you can shout out your favorite episode and why it's your favorite on social media and tag me at Andy Hill MKM on all social platforms. That would be awesome and a fun way to promote the show. Zoe, thank you so much for being here. I love you very much. And that's a lot of popcorn right there. So Zoe, what do you want to do today with me? Gingerbread. Let's go get that gingerbread house done. In December, we've got a great lineup for you to close out the year. December 13th, I'm doing something unique. I wanted to start a conversation on religion and giving. So we're going to be discussing the similarities and differences of giving in Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. I think you're going to enjoy the guests that I invited and the conversation. And the Monday after that, we're going to be bringing you a best of Marriage, Kids, and Money from 2020, one of our most downloaded episodes entitled, I Quit My Job. Here are the 10 steps I use to leap into entrepreneurship. That's a little bit of our story. And the Monday after that, for the last Monday of the year, it's another best of MKM episode from 2019. This is the most downloaded interview from that year. It's with Lisa Harrison, and the episode is entitled, Why I Stopped Pursuing Fire for a Happier Life Today. I think you'll get some good takeaways from that one to close out the year. And on Fridays, you'll hear more bread and wine with my wife, Nicole. This is a candid chat between a husband and a wife where we break some bread and drink some wine. And as Nicole shared a few weeks ago, everybody, these may not be weekly going forward because of her responsibilities at work. But I think you'd all agree that any time with Nicole is worth it. Last month on the show, we had the most downloads of any month ever before. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for allowing this to be my job. The message of family wealth and happiness is growing, and I have you to thank for it. Here's to even more fun in 2022. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Ernest Hemingway. I had an inheritance from my father. It was the moon and the sun. And though I roam all over the world, the spending of it is never done. The legacy is family, not money, everyone. Carpe diem. 